Hello, my name is Esther Sholari and you are welcome to How to Woo a Woman. Yep, very important conversation if you ask me and I think it's so necessary for us to talk about it because um, I think there are many Christian brothers who are single who ought to be in really solid relationships but somehow they do not seem to get it right because of something as simple as their inability to woo the right way. So that is why I am here. Um, just so you know, this program was originally a Zoom class right but we did not start recording early enough like we had missed out on a couple of minutes and i feel like the part we were able to record is so valid and i do not want to throw it away so i just felt i can i mean the lord gave me this idea he blessed me with um, the knowledge he wants me to pass across so i can always replic replicate that introduction right that beginning part and we we'll just merge it together so if you are listening to this this is me saying i want you to learn i do not want you to miss out right so i am going to try my best to give as much as what i um said in the first zoom class right and i hope to merge them together so in case at some point it begins to feel like okay did she just jump now you know why so that is why i'm telling you beforehand so that at least you know why exactly i had to um, why exactly it feels like i i jumped so i did not jump i am just merging two different two different content the same content but still different you get the gist so our topic today is how to woo a woman um let me start by saying this Okay, let, let us pray. Let us pray because even in the Zoom class we prayed, Father in heaven, we are grateful. We see you. We see you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. Speak into our hearts. Bless us. Open the eyes of our understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Aha! Uh -huh. Now we can move on. <laughs> now we can move on. How to woo is very important because I think that many guys really, really get it wrong. And it is so unfortunate how something as simple or, okay, maybe not necessarily simple, but something something like how to woo. It's so unfortunate how something like that can really prevent some people from, you know, getting married to the person they truly desire. Before we move on, I need you to understand something. This is not the battle of the sexes. I am not trying to do, oh, guys, you people are like this, girls, you people are like that. No, no. I am not going to do that. I am not trying to do that. That is not my intention. This is just a platform. This is just an opportunity to really speak the mind of the Father. I bet you God has in mind concerning this matter it might look very random but it's not so random because many people have messed up many relationships that ought to be simply because they don't understand this so please drop that idea of um ah okay let's fight what does she have to say no 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 no. please please drop it please drop it just open up your mind be ready to be teachable and i can guarantee you that you would have a good time so it's important for ladies to listen to this to this um audio because it will also help them understand it will also help them know right so they'll be able to know when when the guy is doing it wrongly and they would also be able to provide help personally i believe so much in providing help for guys and one of the things i like to state is that guys are humans 
they are humans they are just like you um many ladies feel like guys are not humans also so they you know the point i'm trying to make is that they treat them as if they are not humans of course they see them as humans but they treat them as if they are not humans guys are humans they have their emotions um, sometimes a guy might not be able to walk up to you to talk to you properly because he's just shy. Some have inferiority complex. Um, because the society has painted the male gender such that they are high and mighty doesn't mean that they don't have their own emotions or they don't have their own shyness or they don't have the things they are also struggling with. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So you need to have it at the back of your mind that guys who are, they are humans. Respect um, their humanity. For me, the, 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 the change started when I when it dawned on me that I have two brothers. I have two other brothers. And you know, one day I was asking myself that how will I feel if a girl insults my brother, if a girl talks to my brother anyhow? Um, how, how would I feel? Of course, I wouldn't feel good. So why, why talk to another guy anyhow? Why, you know, make them feel like they don't worth your presence? That shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So... Give them, give them that permission. Let them talk. Let them. You don't need to create that appearance of, oh, if you come near me, I'm gonna show you. I, I don't think it's necessary. Honestly, you can just be yourself. Just be pleasant. Be pleasant. You want to say you're no, say you're no. Yes, I understand that some guys don't take no for an answer. Some guys, you know, the more you tell them no, the more they come at you, the more they want to talk to you. And so, yeah, I know there are some cases like that where you have to be very firm and, you know, you have to put your foot down to say, bro, I do not want this and that's it. But at least for, for a first-time contact, can you can you just be pleasant can you just make it easy i think it's necessary to talk to the ladies about this because i i think many times they make it very difficult for the the male gender to even say a word yes they make it very difficult for the male gender to say a word because when you're already looking intimidating what do you know what me to say as the guy why should i why should i say something so they come and <laughs> all the lines in their heads will, will just fly off <laughs> so please see them as humans and um allow them be now the second thing i want to point out is the fact that i believe personally i believe that there are there's a difference between christian brothers and church brothers so christian brothers are people who are sold out to god who know the lord who have a relationship with the father who, who have um, who are growing in the lord who understand love understand god these are genuine christians basically they are christ-like in nature church brothers on the other hand are people who seem like they have a relationship with god they have a title they are probably the pastor of the fellowship or, or, or president or something but in in reality they do not have a solid relationship with god they do not even have a relationship with god like they are the ones that like to twist the scripture just to fit into their own agenda they are the ones that permits their human weakness like they actually permit it and some even use scripture to back it up right those are church brothers and many times um, i see that ladies christian ladies have issues with church brothers right not christian brothers church brothers but because many many ladies or some ladies can't even differentiate between a church brother and the christian brother then <clears throat> they begin to um you know they just merge everybody together and it's like oh this brother this christian brother does this and that but the bible has clearly told us to check our spirits the bible has clearly told us to to check the fruit he says the bible says by their by their fruits you shall know them so that means that we are supposed to observe the fruits not just the title 
So I think life will be easier for ladies if they can look beyond the title, if they can look beyond the, the speaking in tongues and, you know, they really look into the person to get to know who this person is, to get to know the spirit of the person, to get to know the fruits, right, that the person carries. That way you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel manipulated or something. So in the course of this conversation, I would be making reference to church brothers. <laughs> now you know the difference. I, so I would be making reference to church brothers. Um, we'll be looking at two, two parts, right? The second part was adequately discussed in the other audio which i would merge to this but in this first part we'll be looking at how not to woo or or should i say how to woo wrongly <laughs> before we look at how to woo the right way and look at the scriptural perspective let's look at how to woo wrongly <clears throat> first and foremost I, I i think that men need to learn how to handle their emotions you need to understand that it's okay to have emotions. It's it's beautiful. It is not ungodly. It is not ungodly. You know, it's so funny how some guys think it is embarrassing or ungodly to admit to liking or loving a sister. Like it's it's funny. Why is it ungodly? Why? God gave you those emotions. God God gave you those hormones. So why is it ungodly? There is nothing ungodly in liking someone. There is nothing ungodly in loving someone. There's nothing ungodly in having affection for someone. It is now how you go about it or what you do about it that now determines if you know you are still on the right track or not. But you know, you see some guys that they just want to stay in that spiritual realm of rebel koto and they're just speaking speaking in tongues and all that. And they try to act like it's not a big deal. You like the lady, can you just admit you do? Can you just admit you do? So I think many guys or some some church brothers. It gets it strongly because they try to um, throw their em emotions under the bus. <clears throat> right? They try to throw their emotions under the bus and they refuse to admit to themselves and even to the lady that they really, really genuinely like the person. Like, that is so wrong. Now, the second thing they do, which I think would really, really help them woo wrongly, is that they get so timid at establishing friendship and intimacy. <clears throat> before going into a relationship and that is so true like they get so timid um some just feel like there is no need for friendship like let, let us just keep friendship and just boom enter relationship no no and it's so funny how a guy would just walk up to a lady and and they'll be like yeah, the one. Yeah, the one I want to marry. You know, it is you. The Lord has chosen for my life, and all. And the girl is like, I don't even know you. I don't know you. Or, or it's like, yeah, I know you as a church member, but I don't have this depth of connect of connection with you. So, why are you just moving from? We are not even acquaintances. We are just. We probably don't even know ourselves. So why are we moving from that level into a romantic relationship? You know, many many church brothers keep the friendship part. They don't even think there is a need just because they had a dream or a vision, and it is like no, this is it, and and all that. Um, that is how to woo wrongly. There are processes for these things. In the second part, I really talked about friendship, and I think it's something we need to deliberately develop. Develop friendship develop friendship know this person love the personality of the person understand the person by the time you do all of that you would even know if your values align yes god has told you but still check it out check it out check it out right 
do your values even align do you even like the person do you like the personality of the person do you like how the person looks yeah it's a valid thing <laughs> do you like how the person looks do you like how the person talks what is it about this person that you even like have you even built a rapport with this person do you, do you even like the vision and the dreams and the aspirations of this person so why would you now skip all of that and just move into marriage move into oh i want a relationship with you no no you build friendship first you build friendship first then you move on to relations like i would always say relationship is advanced friendship so if you've not built the friendship what do you want to do in your relationship so please look into that carefully then uh, one other mistake they make or one other way they will wrongly is they start to choke and oppress the lady you know and some people begin to say things like um god said you are my wife ah, ah, come on bro what are we talking come on calm down calm down it's it's sad why do you have to threaten someone why do you have to choke someone why do you have to oppress the person so she told you give me time why are you now using 10 years um, why are you now coming back to back back to back like ah, if you don't give me your answer this is going to happen to you if you don't this 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 i'm taking your name to so so place i'm going to this and that why threaten? why why oppress why it is not of god it is it is not the character of god to do that right so the summary of what i'm saying in this first part is that um we need to learn to seek knowledge it's so sad that many guys or some guys um, i don't want to say many because i really don't have a data to to justify whether it is many or some right but it's so it's so sad that some guys do not see the need to work on their relationships they do not see the need to seek knowledge about relationship things about things regarding relationships. they just believe that oh shebi it is a woman who would find a way around this shebi it is to marry we are going to marry and says now it's not an issue it's an issue it's an issue if you learn finance if you learn um, how to run your business then it is important for you to seek knowledge on how to handle relationships on how to even be with a lady it's so important so as we move on into the next um into the next clip which you'll be hearing shortly it's a continuation of of um some will start to choke and oppress the lady then right after that it moves on to what to do um in terms of how to woo and it also explains the scriptural dimension do let me know if this blesses you thank you um that they like this other party without having to threaten the other party without having to to make the person feel like it is either me or it's either me or no one else it's either you marry me or you don't marry anybody else if you don't marry me you cannot see another person to marry some of them would even say um some would even say you i am taking your name to the mountain you are not going anywhere ah, ah, like she called this eh? <laughs> when you are not a cultist for goodness sake see the moment you begin to act like that just know that the Holy Spirit has left the group chat. Do you understand? Did you catch that joke? I just know that you are not being Christian in any way. That is not Christ-like in any way. So please don't choke, don't oppress, don't threaten the other party. Don't. Then again, some um, some some um, Christian brothers, some church brothers have become so manipulative. They've become so manipulative. Like, because you know you are good with words. You now find a way to twist her brain 
in a way that she can't even process again. You are not using her own words against her. You are not using scriptures against her. You are saying, just, no, just look at this. Just look at this. You're going to carry one scripture where God was talking to the Israelites out of anger. And he said, I will pour the wine of your fury on you. You say, see, come and look at this scripture. <laughs> look at this scripture. The scripture says, I will pour the anger of my fury. I mean, the wine, no, no, you say, the wine of my, the, hey, Esther, don't spoil this. You see something like, the, the wine of your offense has become full. And I'll pour my fury on, on, see, this is, see, this is what the Lord has said. This is what the Lord is going to do. Come on, brother. You and I know, okay, that is not what the scripture is saying. The scripture was not talking to that sister in question. So don't try to manipulate the sister. Do not, do not try. And this is, this is just me talking to sisters right now to say, um, you need to know this God yourself. If there's anything I want you to take home, from this conversation, it is that you need to know this God yourself. Nobody should know this God on your behalf. The reason why many sisters fall into relationships like this and then begin to, um, you know, feel really bad about it is because they don't even know God themselves. They don't even hear God themselves. They do not even understand the scripture themselves. So someone comes into their space uses a scripture that is not even related to the current reality and they just they just go with the flow please i beg you i beg you i beg you i beg you know god yourself know god yourself don't don't allow anybody twist your arm or or twist the scripture right don't don't allow anybody make you feel like they know they, even if even if they know the scripture more than you you also have equal access to the father you have equal access like you can also go to the father and you would hear the father yourself and you would love the father and know the father yourself so please i beg you in the name in the name of god bah? Um, refuse to fall for manipulators by knowing god yourself now again for some guys they have allowed ego to take the place of the holy spirit they have allowed ego to take the place of the holy spirit and that's just so sad um i see more often when people say um i am i am a christian brother i am born again but you know i am an african man with ego some call it ego i don't know which is which but i call it ego anyway and i'm i'm wondering where in the bible did you see jesus jesus the same the jesus the jesus you are you are you seem to be following where in the scripture did you see it that he said, ah, me, I am a child of God, but you see, uh, this ego is natural to me. It is, it, it, it is a part of me. You know, as a son of a carpenter, you cannot talk to me anyhow. <laughs> Where did you see that in the Bible? If you want to be a Christian, be a Christian. You can't be in between. You cannot choose when to be a Christian. You cannot, you cannot say, oh, I am an African man here, then I am born again here. No, no. Being a born again, now, now, get me right before some people come at me. I am not, I don't have anything with you being African, but I have an issue with when you permit your weakness under the guise of I am African. That is when there is an issue. You permit your anger. You permit your pride. You permit your, 
unteachable spirit under the guise of I am African, then there is a problem. Then there is a problem. Because if you say you are born again, born again should mean that Jesus is your Lord as much as he is your savior. Do you understand? So please, I think we just need to get that right. And the same thing for sisters, please. Let's get that right. Then lastly, um, some act like they are doing you a favor. I have, I have had this experience personally. And they act like they are doing you a favor. Ah, brother, you want to marry me. You want to take my father's name and replace it with your own. Ah, you are acting like you are doing me a favor. You are not doing me a favor. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a choice. And it's funny to see that some guys don't even know that the lady also has a choice. Because you're like, I, I have proposed to you. That's it. You should say yes. I mean, why shouldn't you say yes? I am the lion of the tribe of my family. So you should say yes. Right? I am everything you want. What makes you think you're everything she wants? Yes, we know you are tall, dark, and handsome, but is that it? Really? Nah, I think there is more to that. Right? So you shouldn't act like you're doing high favor. Because she's coming into that relationship and that relationship is going to be an investment of her time, of her energy, of her finance, if she has, of, of, of everything about her, of every single thing, of her emotions. So you are not doing her a favor. She's equally invested in that relationship. So don't act like, oh, ah, I mean, you should be proud. I am about taking you off the market. Excuse me. Please, let us repent. If you're on this table, um, calm down, right? Calm down. I hope I have been able to make a whole lot of sense just in this first part. In the second part, we'll be talking about what to do, right? And like I said, there is a scriptural perspective to it that I really want us to look at, which we'll be looking at right about now. So we are going into 1 Kings 17, verse 7 to 16. First Kings 17, 17 to 16. Um, unfortunately, I can't share my screen. The last time I did that, my Zoom just went off. So permit me, you might, you might have to open it on your end or something. Right, First Kings 17, verse 7 to 16. Now, this scripture is such a very beautiful scripture because it's, it's ex, it gives a very practical example of what happens, right, when someone ask you out. Oh, no, sorry, not when someone asks you out. When God tells you something, when God gives you an instruction and you now have to carry it out. Yeah, I know you probably have been expecting a toasting scene, toasting in quotes, right? But um, this was what came to me so strongly and I believe it is really, really going to bless us, okay? So I am going to read it right about now. I am reading from the message translation. Okay, eventually the brook dried up because of the drought. Then God spoke to him, get up and go to Zarephath in Sidon and live there. I have instructed a woman who lives there, a widow, to feed you. Okay, so he got up and went to Zarephath and he came to the entrance of the village. He met a woman, a widow, gathering firewood. He asked her, please, would you bring me a little water in a jug? I need a drink. As she went to get it, he called out, and while you are at it, would you bring me something to eat? She said, I swear, surely as the Lord lives, I don't have so much as a biscuit. I have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a bottle. You found me scratching together just enough firewood to make a last meal for my son and me. After we eat it, we will die. 
Elijah said to her, don't worry about a thing. Go ahead and do what you said. But first, make a small biscuit for me and bring it back here. And bring it back here again. Okay, then go ahead and make a meal from what's left from what's left for you and your son. This is the word of the God of Israel. The jar of flour will not run out and the bottle of oil will not become empty before God sends rain on the land and ends this drought. And she went right off and did it. Just did just as Elijah asked. And it turned out as he said, daily food for her and her family. The jar of meal didn't run out and the bottle of oil didn't become empty. God's promise fulfilled to the letter exactly as Elijah had delivered it. Okay, this is a very, I'm sure this is a familiar scripture that many of us know, but there's something I want to point out as I relate it to um, when you want to woo a lady. One of the primary challenges church brothers have or okay now i can let's merge it together church christian brothers one of the primary challenges they have is is that so they've heard god right like genuinely genuinely i know some do some did not hear anything they did not hear at all but they say they heard that one is another table but let us leave that table please if you're like that it's not necessary it is not necessary you did not hear god there's no point lying against god Right, so let you really heard God. You heard God. You you know, like in the place of prayer, you just knew. Oh, Esther, 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 Esther. In fact, God even gave you the color of the hair on her head, gave you her matriculation number, gave you her phone number, and every other number you can think of. <clears throat> Good. So where do we make the mistake? Then we walk up to the lady and we say, ah, Sister Esther, <laughs> God said you have a wife and I am the one for you. <laughs> and the sister is looking at her like, um, okay. I- Okay, so sorry about that. That was my network. Yeah. So sorry about that. That was my network. Okay, right. So, like, yeah, so sure you had your dream, you had your revelation, and all of that. Like, I even mean genuinely now. And then you now say, Oh, I saw you. I saw you in my dream. In fact, you were the same as Shebi. <laughs> you know, you tied Gele. You know, I used to land. You, you begin to see all of that drama she can't relate with you now let's go back to the scripture what exactly did this guy do remember elijah is someone who walks with the father who understands the father this is someone that god has performed many things like god has walked with this person like he knows god he had he had experienced god to a point this is someone that the birds of the air were feeding him like it was that deep so when god told him 
get up, go to this place. I have instructed a woman. He had every right to just, you know, stand up and go and talk to the woman and say, hey, woman, <clears throat> the Lord said, eh? the Lord said he has instructed you to feed me. <laughs> right? The Lord said he has instructed you to feed me. So, where's my food? Give me my food. Eh? You don't have food. I don't care. You better give me food. If you don't give me food, but when I'm a food and all of you will die. Give me food so that ye shall live. He could have done that. And that is what some Christian brothers, some church brothers will do. Like, because they know they, they, they are so sure of what they heard. What did he do? He went to the woman. He did not make any mention of the fact that the Lord told him to go to her. He did not make any mention of the fact that the Lord told him that he had instructed her. He didn't say that. He just basically had a conversation. Very simple conversation. Please, would you bring me a, would you bring me a little water? Please, I am thirsty. That's so, that's so natural. I mean, anybody can do that, right? So you can just walk, so you, you can just be on the road and someone just says, ah, please, ma, I don't have tea fair again. Please, can you give me tea fair? Like, I forgot my purse in the house. Like, effortlessly, there is no, there's nothing threatening about it. There is no, ah, if you don't give me water, whoa, hey, hey you are your, you are your child. You're going to die. There was nothing like that. It's just so easy. It's just so sweet. I say sweet. So sweet. So effortless. Do you understand? And he asked for what he wanted. And he did. Do you know till the end of that scripture? He did not say the Lord told me that he had instructed you. But he still got what he wanted. So why do we like to glorify that, ah, the Lord told me, well, you have to be my wife. Let me tell you, see, I know what I heard from the Lord. If you don't agree, you will not see somebody to marry. See, you're not that important. Do you understand? You're not that important at all. Now, one other thing that caught my attention when I was reading the scripture was the fact that the Bible said, God said, I have instructed a woman who lives there, a widow, to feed you. Like, and that transition says, I have commanded Meaning that, <clears throat> excuse me, please. Meaning that there was actually a command that went forth. If God did not command her, he will not tell Elijah that I commanded her. So God actually spoke to the woman. God commanded her. God instructed her. Guess what? When Elijah got to the woman, it did not appear as if she heard the instructions of God. It did not appear as if there was a conversation between her and God. He came and said, oh, please, I need a drink. I need something to eat. And she just went on with, I'm sorry, yo, as the Lord lives, I didn't even have biscuit, oh. It is just small, small oil and small flour. That's all I have. So what happened? Have you, have you sat down to think about what happened? Why didn't she respond with hey now you now you now you hey, hey elijah i saw you in my dream the lord said i should feed you oh yeah come what happened have you thought about it is it possible that the lord commanded her but she didn't hear is that possible i'm just thinking is it possible that the lord commanded her she heard 
but she was still struggling with it because <laughs> I mean it requires a deep level of faith to drop your your flag, your oil. The, the only thing, the, the, the things you have in your house, like just drop everything. Ah uh-uh. ah. Is it possible that she actually heard and she was struggling? Or is it possible that, like many of us, we are so carried away with the noise of the world that we are not hearing what the father is saying, even though the father is speaking? And as far as the father's record is concerned, he has spoken to you. Are you getting something? So imagine if Elijah goes in, in that might of, uh-uh, she be, God said he has spoken to her. God said he has instructed her. God does not lie. Right? So imagine if Elijah went to her to say, eh, hey, woman, God said he has instructed you. How do you think she would respond? This is someone that for whatever reason, she did not get the memo. Because if she had gotten the memo, it would have reflected in that conversation. She didn't get the memo. And she should have looked at him like, what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of man of God is this? You want to rob me of my jar of oil? No. And he would have messed up the situation for himself. But because he understood the place of diplomacy, yes, it happened in the spiritual. It doesn't mean you have to say it exactly the way it is. In fact, as a pastor, prophet, there are some things you see about people. You don't say the exact way the Lord showed you. Except that the Lord expressly tells you, Tell this person this. If the Lord did not tell you that, you, you, you apply wisdom because you know that you are dealing with a human being with emotions. So you would not now rub it in a way that would make the person go and die before the person realizes that there's, a, there, there's room for redemption or salvation or something. Do you understand the point I'm trying to make? So what is the essence of this conversation? All I am saying is even though, even if you had a dream, the Lord called your name, the Lord called her name. The Lord gave you her phone number. It is highly unnecessary to use that as a table of conversation. You can come back to that conversation later. Maybe when you guys are more into yourselves to say, oh, do you know how this happened? You know, I had this vision and this blah, blah, blah. But that shouldn't be the first thing you should bring to the table. It shouldn't be the first thing you should bring to the table. So what should be the first thing? Have a very sincere conversation. Just be open, be real. You don't need to fake it. You don't need to read lines and rehearse. You know? <laughs> you do not need to read lines and rehearse. You, it, it's very unnecessary. So if you read lines, you don't get there. Eh? Eh? You don't be blank. Like, my God. <laughs> you don't know what to say again. Please, just be yourself. Just be yourself. If you feel like you're good enough, you're good enough. If you feel like you're not good enough, then there is a problem. But be yourself. If she says yes, fine. If she says no, fine. If she says no, she's not the one you're supposed to be threatening. She's not the one you're supposed to be shouting like, ah, what do you mean by how dare you tell me? I know what I heard, eh? So I don't know what I heard it now. Do you understand? Don't don't <laughs> don't expect her to hear on your behalf. You are the only one who just look at this scripture. Imagine. Only Elijah had, only Elijah. But eventually, she did what the Lord wanted her to do, even though she did not even hear herself initially. Right? So be real. Don't fake it. Just say it as it comes. Be, be natural. Be yourself. Be yourself. She means this is somebody you want to marry. So be yourself. Some of you even come and you're almost speaking in tongues. Like every day, let us open to the book of Habakkuk. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Please <laughs> take this thing easy. Right? So just be real and do not fake it. Now, the next thing is build friendship first. 
friendship is so important. Like I said earlier, um, friendship is so important. Build friendship. That, and that was exactly what um, Elijah did. Of course, we may, may not exactly call this friendship, but the point is he was able to relate with her on a, uh, permit to use the word, earthly level, right? He did not have to rake a bush or something. It's just, please, can you give me water? Simple conversation. Please can, okay, please, can you also get me something to eat? I'm sorry, but you know, right now, I think I'm feeling really hungry. Simple conversation. He did not come with, hey, I am um, um, Elijah. You know, I was the one that caused this drought. You know, like I, I cast the king. <laughs> you know, I'm more shepherd for king, man. <laughs> so um, that's why we are here. So um, except if you want to die, you have to give me food. He didn't, he didn't have that drama. So please, eh, drop that drama. It's unnecessary. I don't want you to be single. I want you to get married. I want you to, to have good relationships. I don't want ladies to be turning you down. That is why I'm doing this. I have spoken for almost one hour. So I really, really want you to get it. And I hope you are getting it. I hope you are getting it. So build friendship. Then again, the third thing is, um, apart from what God said, what exactly do you like about her? Why do you want her? Why? Apart from God said, apart from God said, so yes, we know God said, but beyond that, do you even like this person? Do you even know this person? And that is the place of friendship, right? Like when you, when you are friends with the person, then you can now start knowing the person to even see if you yourself, if you like the person, because you have a choice. You have a choice. If you see something you don't like about the person, you can always go back to the phone and say, Daddy, <laughs> this lady that you are bringing my way, <laughs> this part of her, <laughs> and this one is deep old. You know, and you can, you can have that kind of conversation with God. God is not a tyrant. I say it every time. He's not a tyrant. So why exactly do you like this person? And, you know, that was the kind of conversation Elijah had with this woman. Just give me water. Just give me food. Um, oh, okay, you don't have water. Oh, okay, oh, oh, you have water, but you just want to make your last meal. I'll be saying people will eat and die. Ah, no, okay, no, don't worry, don't worry. This was a conversation, simple, beautiful conversation. So I am sure if, if this was a win scene, it would be something like, you know, I like, I like the way you are very honest. I like the fact that you could, you know, you're a woman of integrity and you could just tell me straight up what you had and what you didn't have. You weren't trying to hoard. Simple. Oh, America glorify. Don't let us over glorify this thing. Then again, like I said earlier, you do not need. Okay, someone's asking a question that do you guys have the same core values or do you like her? Of course, core values, it's part of it now. It's part of it. Uh, core values, definitely. But even with the core values, you still have to like the person, right? Even when you like the person, you still have to have the same core values because people are going to the same destination. So you want to be sure that you guys are on the same page. Yeah, so moving on, I said you don't need to lie against the Holy Spirit. You don't need to lie. If you, if you did not hear God say anything, stop. Don't lie. Don't lie. Stop these dreams. Stop it. Stop it. Many times it's our imagination. I don't know if this has happened to you, but for me, when I watch some certain movies, all right, I just sleep. When I sleep at night, I just realize that I see like a remake of that movie in my dream. In my dream, the characters can be different, but it is still. I just when I wake up, I know that ah ah, is this movie that I watched? Oh, the same thing with when we desperately desire something. Sometimes we we dream about it not because the Lord 
gave us a vision, but because we desperately desire it, it, is, it has fueled our consciousness, it has fueled our subconscious state so much that it is expressing itself in our dreams. So when you say you have a dream, are you sure it is not just your emotions painting an image of marriage in your head? Because why is it that you've been having dreams for like seven ladies? Come on, think about it. Think about it. So please do not lie against the Holy Spirit, right? And um, finally, on this note, I would say, be very mindful of the things you say. Be very mindful of the things you say. Um, some of you, some of you say, um, if you lose me, you can't get someone like me. Of course, of course, she can't. Is she supposed to get someone like you? If she was supposed to get someone like you, then she would have gotten you. So that is not a chance. Don't, don't try to make her feel like she's losing something. Even though you are that important, even though you are all of those good things, it's her choice. I need you to understand that she has the power to choose. Like the widow of Zarephath, she could have said, Sir, there is nothing you can tell me. I am not giving you anything. She had a choice. She had a choice. So always remember that that lady has a choice. It is her life. It is her choice. So give her room to make that choice. And respect that choice. Don't come into her space and make her feel like she owes you. Make her feel like, ah, with all of my time and attention. And so what? You chose to. You chose to give her that time and attention. And please, there's something I want to quickly say before I forget. Sisters that used to use one year, two years, three years to hear God in order to know if, if they should marry the guy or not. Please, I beg you, come down from that table. Please, it, it is not godly. Stop painting God to be who he is not. We serve a father who, who is more than willing to listen to us, who is more than willing to hear us, right? Who is more than willing to answer us. So you cannot say you've been on a matter for three years and uh, the Lord has not spoken. The Lord has not spoken. You've collected Shama from the guy. You've collected phone. You've you've he had he has paid your house rent like twice. Um, he's not paying your school. Come, see, see. Let us be very sincere with ourselves. You know when you are lying. You know when you are lying, and you wouldn't want someone to do this to you. So I beg you in the name of God, don't do it to someone. Please don't do it to someone because I think this is where um, the issue comes right when you when you you're with someone you're asking the person out the person keeps saying no no I'm praying about I'm praying about you but the person is behaving like a girlfriend the person is in fact the day you don't call her she's angry and all of that and three years later she's telling you I still did not hear God no so now let me summarize the summary of all I am saying is this um. There is a spiritual dimension to everything we do on planet Earth. If you have a relationship with God, beautiful. If the Lord told you about who to marry, perfect, good for you. But the way you go about it is what will determine if, if eventually you marry that person or not. You do not have to be overly dramatic. Just be yourself. Build friendship. Know the person. Love the person. Understand the person. If the person wants you, fine. If the person does not want you, go back to the father. If the father tells you keep pursuing, continue. If the father tells you, Ogbeni, move on, move on, right? Like they say, Kogbakodija. There's no fight. If you do not grieve for me, there's no fight. It's not a fight to stop, right? 
It's been a fighting stop. And also for ladies, know God yourself. Know God yourself. Understand that they are Christian brothers and they are church brothers. So refuse to be manipulated. When you know God yourself, when you are discerning yourself, you would not fall into that trap. Right? And the Lord is going to help us in Jesus' name. So do we have questions? Do you have anything you want to say um, before I wrap up completely? Right? I just, <clears throat> okay, am I supposed to unmute you guys? I should, I should still leave it muted. <laughs> do let me know if you have a question or you have a contribution or something. I have like five more minutes to spare. Then would wrap up. I have just five more minutes because I know some people would want to drag me like generator and I am not ready. No. <laughs> okay, leave it muted. Awesome. Muted then. Okay. So I'm taking like two questions. If you have questions, <sighs> yep. So that is it on my end. That is it from my table. Um, give us one pickup line. How do we know it is God that is speaking? Um, that is why you need to have a relationship with God. Um, you need to have a relationship with God. And I, and I really think this is where the challenge is. Many people don't even know when God is speaking to them. There is this book, How to Hear from God by Joyce Meyer. You can get it. You can read it. I think there is this other one by Kenneth um, Hagin. Um, I can't remember that title, but is I know that of Joyce Meyer. It's a very loaded book. It's, it's, well, when you read it, you would have all you need. I wouldn't want to go into that because I think that would really, really take a while, you know. But the point is that it is your responsibility either as a man or as a woman to hear God yourself so that you are walking with precision, you are walking with direction, and you are not, you are not under any pressure. So when somebody comes to you to say, oh, this is it, this is what the Lord has said, oh, exactly, how to be led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Larry Wright. Yes. So you can get that book, read it, and just you opening up to the Father to say, Lord, I want to hear you myself. I want to know you personally. That changes the game. Okay, so for those of us who came late, how can we get the audio recording? To be very sincere with you, I started this recording late. Like, I saw the record button, but I did not remember to click on it till, I think I was maybe 20 minutes into the conversation before I started. But don't worry, I am recording once I am done. Um, you can keep in touch with me on my Instagram page or Facebook page at Dara for Single Lady Official. That's for Instagram. Then Facebook is Dara for Single Lady. So when the audio is ready, I would most likely put it on my Google Drive so you can always... You can, no, 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 no. It's not everything. You know, it's not everything that you've missed. The, it's just the beginning. It's just like, I think, the first um, 20 minutes or so. But for the rest, it's recorded. I hope it's actually recorded anyway, right? Um, so I'll put it on the Google Drive, then post the link. Anybody who is interested can always um, download from there, okay? Yep. Okay, I think at this point, we can wrap up. I hope it was worth your while. I hope it blessed you. I hope you learned something. Um, I hope by, I hope you learned something, really. I really would like to hear your feedback, especially from the brothers. <laughs> especially from the brothers i really would like to hear from you um thank you so much fam thank you for joining god bless you if you have feedback for those of you that have my contacts do well to send me a message i want to hear from you i want to I want to hear from you okay this is a long one how best can you address okay how best can you address a lady who somehow you feel likes you and they are not interested. Okay. There is this lady I told we should pray. 
if we should if we should have a relationship. But when I prayed, I got a yes. The funny thing was that she said a yes before before I told her, but she did not want to be forward. Okay, just sharing my experience. Both parties should hear from God. Exactly, that's the summary. Both parties should hear from God. So let me just answer this one. How best can you address a lady who somehow you feel likes you and they are not interested? My brother, no, it's no. No, it's no. They did not to catch somebody with this no matter. Yes, and I noticed that some people have issues saying no. You better don't have issues saying no. You gotta say your no. Say your no. Say your no. Say your no confidently, boldly, because you cannot just say yes like that. If you say yes and you go and marry somebody that you are not interested in, it is what we call sigobe, and you ain't gonna like that. Okay, you really, really wouldn't like that. So say your no, stand by it. I know you might feel like, oh, I am going to hurt her feelings, but eventually she would, she would find her way and she would be all right. Okay. So at this point, we have come to the end of how to woo a woman. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. God bless you. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for this evening. Thank you for this once. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for the privilege to learn at your feet. We are grateful, Holy Spirit. Um, help us, oh God, equip us with more wisdom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, fam. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. If you have any other question, you can send it to me on my social media handles. If you have my phone number, you can send it to me via chat. I would respond to you today. Okay? Yeah. Thank you, guys.